Remember that when you use the Midah, please let me know how you used it practically in your life. Twistedparenting at AOL.com. We're up to Midah Yud. Titain Emes Liyakov. Midah Zuhi. Sheyesh Li Yisrael Maila. The attribute points to a virtue of Yisrael. Every Yid. Average Jews. Oysam HaBeinim. She'enim Yoidim. Lisnaig Lifnim Meshur Sadin. Average Jews. Who don't know, who don't know how to go beyond the precise letter of their obligations, they are called Yaakov. They conduct themselves only according to what is strictly true. They don't go the extra mile. also has an attribute of faith on the side of, means on the side, besides for justice and correctness. The Elu Haim, Towards those who act in this world with correctness, HaKadosh Baruch Hu Mahem Be'emes, HaKadosh Baruch Hu acts to them with truth. Merachem Aleihem Al Tzada Yosheva He has mercy on them on the side of correctness and justice. Kam Kena Adam, so to every single one of us. Tzarech Lehisnaigim Chaveroi, you have to treat your fellow with your friend, on the side of correctness and truth, without veering from the justice of his fellow, to have mercy on him, with truth, just as a Kodesh Baruch has mercy on the average people, with the attribute of truth, to rectify them. Definition of, of the attribute. When a person does what is strictly required of him without going beyond his obligations, we should treat him with strict adherence to justice, tempered by mercy. We should give him the benefit of the doubt and try to see things from his perspective. And when we do so, we awaken Hashem's merciful trait of give truth to Yaakov, bringing that element of mercy into the world. Again, when we do this, we awaken Hashem's mercy into the world. So somebody goes ahead and does something with you, stark, strong, strict, and you go to be down the kafschos to use MS, to use, to go give it the benefit of the doubt. Hashem says, yeah, that's the way you treat other people. I'm going to treat you and the world with that mida. Practical example. A special Shabbos awaited the Jacobi family. A Shabbos Sheva Brachas in Beitar, a city where none of the children had ever been before. The entire family was invited with special mention of each child, from the youngest to the oldest, together with an especially convincing incentive to come. Their host's neighbors were going away for Shabbos, and they offered to let the Jacobis stay in their apartment. The Jacobis needed only to promise that they would leave the apartment in the same clean condition that they had found it. The host conveyed the Jacobis' assurance to the neighbor, Mrs. Shane, who was happy to let them use the apartment. The Shane family worked hard to get their apartment ready for their guests. They wanted their guests to find a clean and well-ordered apartment where they should, where they were to enjoy their stay. The Shanes washed the floors and the windows, swept the dust off the shelves and window sills, put out tablecloths on all the tables and new sheets on all the beds. They arranged shelf space for the guests and put away all the children's toys. Before Mrs. Shane left, she put a plate of homemade cookies on the table with a note, take and enjoy. 
the Jacobis arrived to find a clean house with the pleasing smell of recently washed floors. Shining clean furniture greeted them as they walked in. This would truly be a Shabbos to enjoy, they thought to themselves. Within minutes, all the Shane's toys were back out on the floor. Lego towers were erected with lightning speed, and toy cars zoomed under the tables. The Jacobi parents enjoyed a clean, clean conscience as their children played. Take and enjoy, the note said. Wasn't that an open invitation for their seven children to take and enjoy everything in the house? Shabbos passed pleasantly. All too soon it was time to go home. The Jacobi parents were concerned. The house looked like a tornado hit it. Crumbs from the cookies and the kugel were scattered all over the floor. The kitchen counter was sticky with spill juice. A mixed-up assortment of toy cars, soldiers, animals, and airplanes were strewn haphazardly across the entire house. We promised to leave the apartment clean, said Mrs. Jacoby to her husband. Children, go downstairs while Daddy and I clean up. There was a thunder of stampeding feet as the children ran downstairs while Mr. and Mrs. Jacoby tried to restore some semblance of order to the chaos they left behind. They gathered all the toys and put them back, not really remembering where they went. They wiped a little footprints off the upholstered chairs on which the children had climbed. However, the stain on the couch just wouldn't come out. They swept away the crumbs and leftover kugel pieces. Most of the sticky spots were washed off wherever they discovered them. Not perfect, but certainly much better than their own house. The riding toys were driven back to the parking places, not exactly in the same condition that they had found them, but basically okay. They did not even notice the fingerprints of all heights and sizes on the walls. In their house, they were used to that sight, and that they did not even consider it dirty. When they were done, they made one last round through the house. They tidied up some more and breathed a sigh of relief. Well, the house is clean. We kept our word, said Mr. Jacoby. Two hours later, the Shanes returned. Mrs. Shane turned on the lights, was immediately upset at the sight their guests left behind. Sticky spots here and there, fingerprints on the walls and doors, and toys mixed up and all out of order. We gave them a clean apartment with clear instructions to return it in the same way, she told her husband. Look at this. It's going to take hours to get this place looking normal again. If I know Mr. Jacoby, he probably cleaned it as best as he could. He's got a bunch of wild kids. I can promise you that he watched them here much better than he would in his own home, said Mr. Shane. And I have to tolerate it, said Mr. Shane? Well, he answered hesitantly. He did not quite know what to say. He felt that, yes, they should give them the benefit of the doubt. There was once a time in which he, too, had limited ideas of what cleanliness meant. Until he had gotten married and his wife had shown him with a magnifying glass the drips of water left when you don't dry your hands or the fingerprints, which he had been careful to avoid. It was a sensitive issue, and her husband tried to work out his wife's frustration, until finally, finally, he remembered how several years ago she had been asked to watch the neighbor's children. She received a generous helping of sharp criticism over her failure to watch the children according to her neighbor's high standards. She had watched the children perfectly well as far as she could see and could not understand her neighbor's criticism at all. I have to admit that everyone has their own truth and their own standards, she confessed. The Jacobis had their own standards of cleanliness too. So perhaps we can raise our own standards of how to judge favorably those whose standards are a little lower than our own. Source of the Attribute 
When people show consideration and mercy to those who do not go beyond the precise letter of their obligations, Hashem sees this and has mercy even upon those average people who do at least what is just and true. Hashem shows them mercy according to their own ways. Very nice.